Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple, we can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it will be cited in Malala's final year dissertation. I'm Joel, a man who puts the age in courage, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has a painting of his receding hairline in his loft. He should have been bald years ago. John, give us a film idea. Uh, What about... This one from Claire, Aquaman, brackets, the pop act from the 90s. <laughs> I'm into it, I'm into it. I don't know. The main criticism of the DC movies is they're too dark or too heavy. How do you change that? Barbie Girl is the soundtrack. <laughs> so it's Aqua, Barbie Girl and Dr. Jones. That's the big one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Dr. Jones about Indiana Jones? Are we finally seeing the DC and... Indiana Jones universe. Finally, like people have been pining for it. And the Barbie universe. And the Barbie universe. So Jason Momoa, what's the story here? Is he in Aqua? Is he in the band Aqua? Um, And then he gets recruited by the Justice League. Or has Aquaman been around for thousands of years, but briefly in the 90s had a pop career? I don't know the exact plot of Aquaman. Is he? He's like the prince of Poseidon or something. Is that, that is that the kind of Atlantis? Poseidon is the guy. Oh gosh, I literally know nothing. Just to say, when I was researching, I I, I just tried to do a Google image search, uh, but instead of putting like Aqua Pop Act from the nineties, I just put the word Aqua, and it's just loads of images of water. Yeah, of course. Nice. Good good effort, mate. Good Thanks, effort, mate. Yeah. So Jason Momoa is Aquaman. He's existed for hundreds of years. We can only assume, um, and he briefly in the nineties had a pop career. Yeah, there, there weren't there wasn't much in the way of like sea based threat in the nineties. He had a lot of time to kill. Um, Atlantis has got a pretty uh, high spec recording studio, um, and so he he released the hits Barbie but, Girl and Doctor Jones. But he's not. He's the guy who's come on Barbie, let's go party. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know who did the actual main verses. That's um, Ariel from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> you know how sometimes you get stuff like. Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, and you think, mate, that's a, I mean, Bruno Mars is doing a lot of yeah, the heavy yeah, lifting yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on the performance here. Maybe he was really egotistical and he'd call them Aqua songs, but he'd literally just go, bum, 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 let's go for <laughs> it. Yeah, put me first, then featuring Lady Who's Actually Maybe, um, 
James Cameron or another deep sea diver yep. uh, recorded that sound un- like deep under the water. They never actually found Atlantis, but just travelling through the waves was like, come on, Bobby, let's go party. It's like, and it's like an ancient chant. And he brought it up to the surface in the 90s. Um, he bet that guy, basically, he's admitted that he basically made Titanic so he could fund his deep sea adventure. So he could do a dive on the Titanic. Yeah. You know, like, he's not even that fussed about Titanic. It's one of the most Oscars ever. And he wasn't even bothered about it. Is that what people's approach to filmmaking should be? Yeah. As a way to fund something else? Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, he's, he like has, he's got like a big submarine and he did, he's done yeah. films about that instead. Yeah. 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 he was like, I'm going to make Titanic so that I can go and look at the Titanic. Are you suggesting that all great movies have all just existed because they wanted to do something else? Yeah, totally. So like George Lucas just wanted to get his like, I don't know, barbecue grill restaurant off the ground. And he yeah, was like, absolutely. Make a bit absolutely of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy licensing. They're just their little, you know, their white dove is the grill restaurant, you know, the, the dive in. But they've got to go on the nine to five on the grind to make these movies so they can fund their real passion projects. To bring it all back, James Cameron in mm-hmm. the TV show Entourage was the director of the fake version of Aquaman. So it all comes back. We know what we're doing here. This is tightly scripted. Um, actually, on the subject, uh, um, I've had an email. We've had an email from Tim, and he's asked. Uh, he wants to know how the Justice League is decided. Oh, yeah, because like Marvel has Nick Fury. Yeah, he's like the leader, isn't he? Yeah. So what you're he saying? He gets the band together. So who's the Justice League guy? The best bit of a film is getting the band it's together. Always getting the band together. Imagine if there was a Justice League. Would it be better if it was a justice tournament? Oh, oh no, I, see what, I see what you're getting at. So there's like um, several divisions. <laughs> yeah. And there's like uh, a second tier of, of superheroes. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if we were doing it with the Marvel Universe, you'd say Hawkeye is like your Leicester City. Like he shouldn't be yeah, at the top. Nice. Look at you talking sport. You, you can finally understand sport in this context. Yes. Um, oh, is that what it is? You yeah. just need to describe all football teams as superheroes. Exactly, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Um, and uh, there is actually a graphic novel series called The Boys, which um, suggests that there is this tiering among superheroes. There's like this top level called The Seven, and then there's another lot below them and below them and below them, and they actually graduate between. And do that, is it decided by a tournament? No, not so much a tournament. More they get killed off and they have to find new ones. Oh, that's not quite as fun. But I like the tournament idea. Yeah. Like a World Cup of superheroes. I do like the Let's idea. get Richard Osman to do it on Twitter. And I do. I think it's a, <laughs> that's a very good idea. Really good. World Cup of super. Hang on. Right, you didn't hear this. Go to our Twitter and vote. <laughs> I like the idea as well. I know this is obviously you've said it's like in The Boys, but you know, if you've got like, if you're in like the the relegation zone or you're in the, what's the lowest of the, like low in football leagues? Well, it goes a long way down. So... Like, it goes a long way, long, like, we're talking tens and tens of divisions. So, I, normally you're talking four or five divisions for your main main chat. And if you're, like, in the fifth division, yeah. you'll be getting called out for, like, cats in trees and... Oh, yeah, big time, And, big like, time. small, small yeah, robberies and vandalisms and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Whereas, so, like, if you called up Super Superman for a cat in a tree, he'd do it, but for a gritted teeth. So, what you really want is, you, if you're if you're a lowly superhero, you want to be called out to a cat in a tree while you're up the tree, witness a bank robbery. Yeah. Then you go and save the day, you get a few points, up you go. And what you do is when you call up your emergency services in these superhero worlds, you get put on a switchboard and they ask you about the severity of the incident, yep. blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then they decide what level of superhero they're going to call out. Because the exactly. big superheroes are 
expensive. Oh, yeah, big time. Taxpayers' money really yeah. wasted on Superman. So they have to match up. <laughs> and if none of them are available, if there's like a holiday issue and they're all off at the same time, that's when the next lot get a real chance. Yeah, and I mean, getting Superman to get a cat out of a tree costs the taxpayer over a million pounds it's a time. It's ridiculous. Um, do you want one from me? Yes, please. Okay, this is coming from Emma. Um, it's the film The Snowman that's recently come out, but it features the snowman from The Snowman. That was my big idea this week. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up with it. I was thinking of it as like a kind of horror film. So you've got like the classic, you know, someone's gone to bed, flickering light, and okay. then there's the silhouette of him that appears. <laughs> exactly. That is actually quite scary. Uh, it's quite scary, yeah. Any child singing scary in a, like, a certain context. And there'll be, be way too much reverb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How does a snowman kill a man? Or a woman? It's got to be a twig through the eye. Ooh. Twiggy little twiggy arms. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing that the actual... You know that snowman film with Fassbender? Yes. Apparently it's really bad. So this is the story that the even the director has basically said that... I. Th- I can't remember the exact percentages, so don't quote me on this. Research it yourself. But it's something like they only managed to film like 75% of the script. And so then they had to basically stick it together based on what footage they had. Yeah. And so people are saying it's incoherent and unfinished because it's literally unfinished. That's so weird. So is Fastbender, are we still going to get Fastbender? Are we just going to film 75% of the script? We're doing the other 25%. (laughs) Yes. We complete the film. Yep. And then, but also, so we complete the film, do the scenes that are missing, but also, twist at the end, it was an actual snowman. <laughs> That's the big twist. <laughs> it's not a calling card. They're like, he's left another snowman. Little do they know, the snowman's just sat there like, <laughs> I actually did the murder. And he's just right on the crime scene the whole time and no one knows. Yeah. I've got one, John. Um, it's a, a former uni load of rugby lads. They're a bit older now. They're on a stag due to Greece. Uh, it's Lash of the Titans, and that's come in uh, from Robbie. Yeah. Okay. All right. They've got to complete like 12 Herculean tasks while they're there. So they, they get there. Their baggage is gone. Um, they think it's just a cock up with the airline, but it's not. There are greater powers at work here. Um, and so these 12 rugby lads have to um, battle their way past like modern incarnations of Greek gods while getting really pissed <laughs> on Uzo. I actually think that that's the kind of movie that would have been released 10 years ago. That sort of movie, yeah, that could happen, couldn't it? Yeah. That could actually happen. In our kind of uh, post, in our post uh, American Pie Euro trip kind of vibes, I think that. Yeah. And I think it's slightly cleverer as well because I like the little a- allegory of the kind of Greek gods. Yeah, it's actually quite good, isn't it? So, any, I mean, if anyone actually wants to contact me about this idea, let, I've, I've got 75% of a script written. And that, <laughs> I mean, that's all you need these days to get a film made. What what happens in Clash of the Titans? Medusa? Medusa's probably there. The one with all the heads. Probably knocking about. Yeah. Well, how would you modernise and ladify <laughs> Medusa? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't know. Something about getting stoned? Yeah, nice. So Medusa's a dealer, maybe? Yeah. She turns you to stone, and they think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get so high. But really, when you smoke these drugs, you actually literally turn into stone. Or you just become so stoned that you stop moving. Good, very so good. Let's keep yes. it in the realms of very good, very you know, good reality. I yeah. think. Um, so, like, and that's when like the first couple of lads have a toke, using some language there that the kids can understand, <laughs> um, and they that that happens to them. So the others stop. They're like, no, we're not touching that. So then they slowly get picked off as they go. Yeah. Okay. And the 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 multi-headed dragony thing is that like a crew 
of like of terabouts, but they're all related, so they look the same. Yeah. So it's like brothers yeah. and twins yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving this. Yes. Yeah. I'm picturing um, they're all in vests with name nicknames on, and one of them is nicknamed Hercules, and he lasts till the end. Not yeah, on yeah. the back of the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hercules. Nice. I think I'm mixing up uh, metaphors and uh, myths and stuff, but also can there be one called Achilles who breaks his ankle at some Absolutely. point? Absolutely, of course I can. <laughs> yeah, no, and I like, you know, this gang uh, who are playing the role of the, I can't think of the multi-headed dragon thing, but there's going to be a great scene early on in the film where, like, they see one down an alleyway and then they turn around and they see him again at the other side of the alleyway. Nice. And they're like, what? And then yeah. it turns out that it's just twins. Great. This guy. is a great idea. Top top idea. Uh, so studios, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, yeah. Lash of the Titans. Lash of the, oh, yes. I've, ha- I've had this one in from James. And actually, I think it's very good because it illustrates the breadth of places that we can get ideas from. We're not, look, I, I, I'll give you the, like, 80, 75%. The classic number, 75%, <laughs> is pun-based Yeah, and that's mostly nonsense. But they But you can give us ideas from anywhere. So uh, this is a great example of it. Um, James wants to know about the movie that ends with Donald Trump stood next to a Melania body double. <laughs> so Unconfirmed <laughs> allegation. Oh, yeah, but this is our film. This is a work of fiction. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, like. yeah, okay, okay. Based on a true story or... No, no. well... Right. No, go, 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 go. Oh, we'll do one of those, like, based on a true story asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, okay. So th- this is interesting, right? So Donald Trump, what's he done? What happens to the real Melania in order for her to be... Does she just flee to Russia? Does Donald Trump know that it's a body double? There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of questions to be asked here. Donald Trump doesn't know. It's a Russian agent. Okay, well, look, I like your idea, but let me just spitball a different idea, okay. and then we'll go. We'll go with yours. It's a it's a comedy caper. Yeah, the president is worried about security and stuff, mm-hmm. and so he hires the world's greatest bodyguard <laughs> and disguiser. Okay, yeah. So imagine someone comes up to Trump mm-hmm. for the attack. <laughs> Melania <laughs> just like over over her shoulder, nice into okay. a ditch. Yeah, I like that. Um, and comedy just ensues. I can I can imagine it does. <laughs> uh, right, Alfie has um, emailed us, John. Thanks, Alfie. With so it's the Rock and Vin Diesel, the Rock being one of our favourites. Um, the Past and the Furious. Okay. So um, they're in Stetsons. It's the Wild <laughs> West. They're racing stagecoaches. That's all I've got. Well, I mean, that's all you need, isn't it? And they're like, oh, go on. Well, the way this series is going, right? There are how many films now? 30? I can't remember. But they're going to have to go into space next. Yeah. And that's when you've you've jumped the shark and mm. you're in space. The only place to go, backwards. The past and the furious. It's inevitable because they won't let the series die because literally everyone on Earth goes to watch every film. Yeah. But once they've gone to space, there's no, unless we start going to other dimensions, it can't be done. So they all think, where are we going to go next? We have to go backwards. How do you drive a car in zero gravity? That'll work it out. <laughs> That'll be but... the slogan of the next film. <laughs> um, is it... Is it like an alternate universe where it happened in the past, or is it a time machine caper where they have where at some point the rock has to turn to the camera and says, "We need to go back to the past <laughs> and the furious." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly what happened. So whoever, the, so I think in the last film did Vin Diesel turn against them. <sighs> I, I, I've, lost I've literally never seen the trailers of the films. I think yeah. Vin Diesel went bad. So maybe the next one, Statham goes bad and goes yeah. back. He's like, I need to go back and. 
like rewrite all of this in history because so that they don't exist even exactly so Statham goes back to the past and the furious yeah and so the rock has to follow him back to the past and the furious yeah and it all culminates with a big like horseback race i don't want to get uh, you know uh, tied down in the nitty gritty of time travel but i've always thought when they do stuff like that and they're like oh we're starting to disappear because of the-. it would be instantaneous it would be yeah, yeah. the guy would go back in time the whole of t- the second he left everything would change yeah because it happened in the past yeah you're right you're right so it's, I mean it's not fun but Vin Diesel goes I'm going to go into the past and you know make sure you don't exist end of film <laughs> The Rock's been written out of history oh. imagine writing The Rock out of history exactly if it, that's what happens it's just impossible to write The Rock yes. out of history so the he whole keeps going th- further back and further back and further back and he can't be done and like the love between his great grandparents yep like he tries to separate them by continent like make them hate each other and it's just too strong yeah he's a rock it's the destiny yeah you can't and that's the moral of the story you can't write the rock out of history you can't erode the rock from history <laughs> it can't be done there you go the past and the furious thank you very much Alfie uh, this one comes from Kate Harry Potter and the half-blood prince of Bel-Air right okay so either Harry Potter's ended up in Bel-Air yeah. Or preferably, Will Smith, Will Smith Hogwarts. at Hogwarts. Yeah, of course. So, how old is the Fresh Prince? Is he old enough to still be a student? Uh, yeah, yeah, because he goes to school. Got He's... it, mate. <laughs> a student exchange program. <laughs> we get the best of both worlds. As I, I was thinking a letter that was supposed to go to Privet Drive goes to. West Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> and Will, Will just goes with it because he's, he's being bullied on the bus. And he loves an adventure. <laughs> he absolutely loves an adventure and he's up for anything. So, yeah. So, we could have a letter go from an hour to West Philly and then it's just the Fresh Prince, but he's at Hogwarts, which would be amazing. Or there's like a student exchange program set up because wizards are getting too big for their boots and they're not integrating well with muggles. So, the yeah. idea is to let them live as a muggle for a couple of weeks. And Harry Potter gets assigned... Um, the Fresh Prince. And so the Fresh Prince goes and lives at Hogwarts for two weeks. Harry Potter stays in Bel-Air. How can we get other characters from Fresh Prince involved? Well, obviously... Jazzy Jeff is in the suitcase. Jazzy Jeff's in the suitcase. <laughs> McGonagall keeps fraying him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be McGonagall as well. Dumbledore would be pretty chill about it, but McGonagall would be really kicking off. They happen at the same time. They do happen at exactly the same time, yeah. Early 90s. Shit. Yeah. It's mad to think that the Fresh Prince and Harry Potter were happening simultaneously. <laughs> Just imagine him in his, like, neon shorts and, like, <laughs> his, back, his backwards baseball cap in Hogwarts. It would be really up. good. He would look so cool in one of those robes as well. Which house? <sighs> he's, I mean, he's Gryffindor all over, isn't he? Yeah. He's confident. He's brave. He's bullshit. Well, yeah. he's not going to be a Slytherin. No. Too kind. He's far too kind. Uh, Uncle Phil. Is he magic? That's the big question. Uncle Phil's definitely magic. Uncle Phil and Dumbledore go way back. Yeah. Dumbledore accidentally, when he was a bit younger, um, performed some magic in public and Uncle Phil got him off because he's obviously a big lawman. Love it. So that's how they know. And Uncle Phil's like, you know, I want to get Will on this program. He needs to see the world. Yeah. Right, so that's Dumbledore. Dumbledore's like, don't worry, mate. I'm oh, so it's not out. a standard school exchange. It's Dumbledore paying back a favour to Uncle Phil. Exactly. And that favour is he wants his estranged <laughs> nephew. nephew. Not, not his son. <laughs> no, he wants his estranged nephew <laughs> to go and spend two weeks in a magical school. 
Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince of Bel-Air. Although that title does suggest that he's the Half-Blood Prince, which really com- complicates the plot of Harry Potter. Let's not... Let's not I think everything we've just said would quite complicate the plot of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Right, so we've only really got my suggestion left now, John. Sad times, Joel, sad times. Um, I've been watching quite a lot of, uh, well, not quite a lot, but I've seen a few episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Um, no. It's fantastic television. I've heard it's really great. I've... It's really excellent, right? And I think RuPaul needs to get on the silver screen. How many se- I know this isn't your point, but how many seasons have we got of RuPaul? Seven now. That's the thing. I, I always, when someone says you need to get into this and there's more yeah, than like two seasons. Yeah, but it's not like seasons. that. It's not like that. You it's not a narrative from uh, season yeah, one I to seven. It's not Breaking Bad. Seven, I? You could just watch series seven, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to get him on the silver screen, right? And I'm thinking, how can we do this? How can we take a popular film that already exists and kind of modify it a bit yeah. uh, and get RuPaul in there? Um, how to Train Your Drag Queen. Okay, yeah, I'm on board. I, I like the idea. I think, let's just let's just focus on what we need to focus on, Joel. You've got a great pun there. Let's leave all the How to Train Your Dragon stuff alone. Yep. And let's just go for How to Train Your Drag Queen. So he's in, like, New York. Yeah. He's... He, you know, he's a super confident, he's, you know, he's seen the world drag queen and he trains up a shy understudy. I love it. It's like a maybe it's, maybe it's a few years down the line and RuPaul wants to like hand on the the crown of being, you know, the world's most famous drag queen. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he's looking at retirement. Yeah. He's written the memoir. You know, what's next? Who do I pass this on to? And so it's um, a case of finding the next... This is just RuPaul's Drag Race. Is it? Yeah. But it's a fictional film. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So he's not called RuPaul. He's called Lou Joel. And yep. um, and the the ratio, the screen ratio is slightly different. The lighting's slightly better. Yeah. Worth cinema ticket price, right? Exactly. Am yeah, right? I'd say so. I I'd think, pay. I don't want to be cynical about this, but I think you could definitely just cash in and make a fake version of RuPaul's Drag Race for the big screen and people would go in their Oh, droves, yeah, big time. And it would make its money back. Where do I book my ticket? Exactly. Um, there's the only thing I, I know in the narrative of this story, because as you can imagine, Joel and I are very ignorant on the ins and outs of this, so we'd we'd have to get Ru to to really be our consultant. Yeah. Oh yeah. The time. only thing I know about the narrative is there'll be a three quarter the way through the film point where Rue looks like he's going to betray the person he's training yeah. for his own ego. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Switcheroo turns out it was all Switcheroo. great. Switcheroo, Switcheroo Paul. That's the name of his uh, his uh, autobiography. Switch a RuPaul, <laughs> the story. Yeah? That's the end of the show. Who wins? I don't know. But look, as much as I love... I say I love RuPaul. I, I'm open to love RuPaul. I've never seen the show. I'm worried that we are just cashing it. We, we are emoji movieing, angry birdsing. Yeah. Something that already exists. Yeah, so that can't win. I, I think Lash of the Titans is something I could actually see in a cinema 15 years ago. It's a legitimate thing that could actually happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not in this climate, but 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, we know it's end of the show because there is a knock on the studio door. Somebody's coming in. They've got their booking next. And who is that at the door, John? It's our consultant, Rue. It's Rue. Hey, Rue. Come on in. So what happens is, right, listener, is we do this we, we do this every time, obviously. You know the you know the gag, right? And then we both sit there silently, like as if Ruth's gonna come in. <laughs> and no one ever comes in. I mean this show could be hours and hours long. <laughs> We're really seen behind the curtain there. No one even books this studio. <laughs> uh, what would we actually do if someone knocked on the door and came in? We'd probably think it was inside our out. own brains. We would, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's the end. Cheers, John. Thank you. And thank you. So I went to the cinema yesterday, Joel, and I saw, what was it? What did we come up with? Blade Sprinter 10 to 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't name the cinema, but it was a bit of an odd one. Middle of the day. Saturday mm-hmm, screening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I paid £15 for this honour oh! because you're in central London, aren't you? And uh, this is so... Right. So I get I get there about on time, which is early, really, for a cinema because you actually don't need to be there for about half an hour after the start time, really. Yeah, but I'm not about that. No, no, no. So I, go, I get there on time. And if you get there on, like, time, you have to do 15 minutes of crap adverts and then 15 minutes of good adverts. Yeah. Film yeah, adverts, yeah. I'm all for. Yeah. TV ad, adverts for cars and stuff. I want to state okay. for the record now that if I ran a cinema, yeah, lot doors would be shut when the trailer started. You aren't allowed in. I would be so on board with that because there, there, there must be right. Because you, I also went to cinema yesterday, so I've got some some axes to grind as well. Um, Great. There must be people downstairs selling tickets for films that have started. That's why a very are you doing good that? Point, yeah. Why are you doing that? I I wonder if there's like you know like in um. 
my my point of reference is a church here, but I don't. I went to a modern church as a kid, and it had a section for mothers with babies. Yeah. So could we have a section that's way more expensive <laughs> that people who are late have yeah, to I'm sit? Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. And it's maybe like a balcony above, so they don't disturb you. Yeah, soundproofed, rickety seats. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So is, is that? Have you got a crisp packet there? That's going to be very noisy. I'm, you're going to have to yeah, go in the section. Sit, yeah. And oh, oh, by the way, there will be a beam directly in front of your seat. <laughs> um. So yeah, I get in there. You know, we've got about 40 minutes until the film actually starts. Mm-hmm. Sit at the end of my aisle. There's one other guy on my aisle. All the adverts happen, everything, all the prep. And the second the film starts, he ups and exits the cinema. And what? doesn't come back. What? So He's in the wrong screen, right? He must be. So I, because I, um, this is this is an insight into my brain. I barely focused on the film. For the whole two and a half hours, I mostly thought about why that guy left our screening. He just was in the wrong screen. And it was only about four hours later when I told this story to my girlfriend yeah. and she went, he was probably in the wrong screen. Yeah. <laughs> that, what I, did you think happened? I don't know, Joel. <laughs> and it was the most stressful. Yeah, she I, loves I, film ads. I loves just, trailers so much. Yeah. I, honestly, it really freaked me out. And I was like, why, do, why would a man just come just pay 15 quid and just like, maybe he just wanted to see the title card. He's yeah. a big title card guy. <laughs> hey! And he walks out. Um, he just loves the BBFC. Um, I had a um, the reverse of your issue the other day in that um, recently, when I, uh, at the same sc- a screening of the same film, um, there were three kids that came into the film very, very late. Um, they sort of ran in. They ran in as a three, and they split up and sat in various parts of the cinema. Um, and then the security came in and went hour by hour, obviously looking for three tearaways. I think they just run in without tickets, mm-hmm. um, looking for them. And they kept, they came in and out two or three times. Obviously on the run, various screens, pranksters. <laughs> so annoying. I've definitely been the noisy kid in the cinema as a teenager, and I, uh, my adult self hates me. Yeah, I, I remember throwing a Malteser at uh, a stranger once. Mm. And now I think, oh, you prick. <laughs> We've all made mistakes. It's hard, so. isn't it? It's hard being a teenager. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, John, we're, speaking of cinema ads, yeah, you know, there, there are crap ads, but they're usually high-end ads, right? High-end products. Yeah. Cars. Yeah. Cars. Phones. There's the annoying one for the bar area of the cinema that you're in. Uh, a certain type of cinema. There's a stupidly high-end ad, essentially, for Coca-Cola and the cinema that's really confusing, and, like, Coca-Cola turns into a cinema seat, and then, it, like, it, then it's an ad for Dolby. It's crazy. Um... Also in that cinema, they have a really over-the-top advert for uh, the cinema advertisers, DCM. Yeah. That's pretty intense. Um, Is is it the same one? I don't know if this is the same one or not, but there's one chain where you can get in on time. Say the film starts at quarter past one, mm -hmm. and then at about 20 to 2, there'll be an advert that says, don't worry, there's still plenty of time to get to the stand. You know, what? No, no, there isn't. There's absolutely not because the way that you operate those tills means it takes 20 minutes to serve everyone. There's not enough time. There's simply not enough time. And it's also so expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. I went to that chain of cinemas once uh, last year at Christmas with my girlfriend to watch um, Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. Went to Nando's before. Lovely. The whole thing costs over £100 because of the expense of the cinema. We had to go to an upgraded screen because it was the only one they were showing it in. 20 quid a ticket, mate. 20 quid a ticket for the cinema. Theft. Unbelievable. Anyway, that ad, we, you want to yeah, get so on Yeah, so they're normally high end. The ads are normally high end. Um, however, there was an ad sandwiched between um, a couple of these high end ads yesterday uh, at the cinema for, for just for vaping. <laughs> just like for the idea of, have, of vaping. So this guy, you saw it as well, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. There was, a, there was like a text message exchange about it. Um, 
this guy like he uh he's walking down the high street he notices a shop called <laughs> wicked vaping <laughs> and he's like he's on the phone he's like i'll be home in about 10 minutes and it's daylight <laughs> he looks up at wicked vaping he's like i'm gonna get me some vapes and it's, it's so cheaply made and he's in there and it's just like a load of quick cuts of people just smiling at him and handing him vapes <laughs> and being like apple flavor and like just all smiley and then they, the, do, an, they do a bit where uh, someone's saying all the options they have and behind him like loads of words like yeah like, strawberries <laughs> and cream eat and mess well that's the same flavor actually but anyway yeah yeah amazing and then the punchline is he leaves the shop and it's dark and he's like oh traffic's been totally wicked because that's the name of the shop it, it, like the idea is that he's been in that shop for 10 hours just, <laughs> time's got away from him because of all the vaping options Vaping's the least cool thing in the world. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Anyway, for ten percent off um, your first <laughs> cartridges, uh, use the offer code Dream Factory at totallywickedvaping.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.